thought it was going to be in the matchup uh, is the fact that the Saints handled the business today, man. They took care of business in the way that they were supposed to. Uh, the defense was just ridiculous. They did seven sacks today. They destroyed the Giants passing attack, the rushing attack, whatever they thought they were going to do against the Saints, they just didn't do it. So, I mean, I'm really proud of that, man. The Saints did a really wonderful job. And of course, we heard what Dennis Allen said, we heard what Carr said, Tyron Matthew, shout out to Tanu Passanio. Two and a half sacks on a game. They played phenomenal today. So, I mean, they really did a wonderful job in this game. And it's a two-game winning streak. You beat the worst team in the NFL record-wise. You turn around and beat a Giants team that was on a three-game winning streak. The defense set the tone. The offense finally got going. They scored a bunch of points in the second half of the game, 17 in the back of the game, while defense completely pitched a shutout offensively to stop the Giants from doing anything. Like I said, we can't discount the Giants were actually winning and doing some really good stuff coming into here. Saints defended home field perfectly. They does this past three-game homestand. The Saints finished two and one on the three-game homestand as they get ready to then head to uh, the SoFi Stadium to take on Rams, who's a, a lot better team than the two prior teams. We have to be able to have this type of focus and attention to detail or ability, just effort. The defense was strong. We're going to need this or a similar type of performance from our defense. We're going to need the running attack to do it. We're going to need the Saints to not turn the ball over. No turnovers today by the black and gold. That's a positive. We got multiple offensive touchdowns. That's a positive. We ran the ball uh, at Alvin average over four yards per game. That's a positive. And we got seven sacks. No turnovers, but sacks to frizzle them the entire game. This rookie quarterback didn't know what was going on. Beat the hell out of him, turn him, twist him upside down. He ain't know it's up from his bottoms. So, I mean, we did a, the defense did a phenomenal job. They handled the business. They dominated this Giants club. They did what they were supposed to do and handled it. So, a very good, this is a, a positive moment for the team because there's been an up and down season in terms of this team and people are frustrated. The Saints finally get back to 500. 
Now can we mash on the pedal, get the Rams victory on the short week, prepare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're obvious. They are obviously going to be the team we have to deal with uh, in terms of trying to take the NFC South. So like we said, everything is in front of the Saints. Their two game winning streak is a positive. They beat a Rams team that was doing their thing, smack them down uh, and then move forward. It's not the way we want. You know, it's the way how they, you know, it's the way the Saints handled the Giants today. You know, they beat them up. They, you know, they demoralized them. You know, and we people want more touchdowns. I get it. But at the end of the day, this is what's, what was needed for the Saints today. But the, the question is, Q, hey, Q, can they continue this type of play? I don't know, bro. I really don't know. We on a two-game winning streak. That's all I do know. Can they beat the Rams? Yeah, they could beat the Rams. Will they beat the Rams? Man, I don't know. We'll have to see because they have to be able to consistently put together performances like this or similar to this to have a chance against the better teams. They can beat all of these teams, the next three teams that we have. They really could. But it's about the Saints mentality going into these games, not turning the ball over, playing positive, dominate and take advantage of your opportunities when given. And that's what it really comes down to. So in the end, it's a positive today for the family. I know a lot of people don't like Carr. Me personally, I think he did a pretty decent. I think he did a pretty good job today in orchestrating the Saints offense. He kind of started started slow in the first half, but in the second half, he turned it up, found Jawan Johnson wide open, find Jimmy Graham, made several plays along the way, you know, did a positive job. Elvin Kamara did his thing. Uh, shout out to our wide receivers. Rashid Shaheed stepped up, made some plays. So, you know, Jawan Johnson made some plays. Foster Monroe made some plays. Jimmy Graham made some plays. Keith Kirkwood got a touchdown. So with Chris Olave out of the game, Michael Thomas out of the game, the Saints two top wideouts gone. The Saints still dominate. That's a positive. That's a plus. You dig? So anyway, shout out to the fan, man, as we get going. Uh, Pops Q is not going to be in this recap edition of the show. He's traveling right now, but I know he was watching the game. So more than likely, we'll probably catch up with him uh, later on. But uh, big ups to you guys for being here. Dante says this. That's my Christmas wish for all y'all Saints others to beat us, you know, to beat us Falcons. Okay, Dante wants the Saints, wants the family members to beat because they want Arthur Smith gone. See, the Falcons are very similar to the Saints in terms of the head coach. Everybody, every last one of these head coaches, uh, as far as Tampa, New Orleans, and Atlanta is concerned, are all in some type of issue with the quarterback play. You know, and I mean, head coach play, quarterback issue as well. But and maybe Tampa Bay, they, uh, Baker Mayfield is actually playing pretty decently because there's no pressure for them. There's no expectation. You put expectation on them, then everything changes. But all of these guys are all fought, pretty much fighting for their jobs. Even though I think the rhetoric was Arthur Smith might be a little safe. It depends on how they finish the season. But a lot of these guys, man, if they don't finish the season and do what they're supposed to do, they could be out of they could be out of work. So you have like four, four co- head coaches in the NFC South. Three of them could be out of work by by regular season's end. With Black Monday rolls around, three of the four are gonna probably be gone. And whoever wins the division saves their job. And that's what it's about. So Tampa playing at New Orleans. Got things out in front of them. They can beat these teams, but will they? We'll see because they're so madly inconsistent. That's the thing that kind of really messes with us. Uh, uh, what's up, T-Mama? Says the game played three dimensions a day. This side's done. Balance attack. Thank you, T-Mama. Daniel says, who that? We got it. That's right. What's up, my dog? Shout out to you. Looks like we might just sneak into uh, the offs. 
You mean the uh, sneak into the playoffs? Is that what you're saying? And then we stuck with Dennis Allen, Dennis Domenis for one more year. And the thing is, I want to get to the playoffs, man. You know, that's what I care. I want to break the two-game or uh, the two-year losing streak of being outside the plus. And besides, if Dennis Allen is the dude we think he is, then he will fail. If Dennis Allen can galvanize somehow get this team to win these last three games, then he would deserve to stick around for another year. He would. He would have earned it. Matter of fact, it would probably be, uh, what is he, second year, third year. He'd be around here for two more years. The rumor is he has a four-year deal, and more than likely, we'll see how that goes. But he'll win in one out of the four will give the Saints an opportunity to say, well, we can keep him for multiple years. But, you know, we'll see, fam. It's still. I'm not even thinking about that right now. I just want to get these dubs. All right, Tuck says every day. I'd be, yeah, yeah, it's, this is, I don't know what the hell happened to that crap, man. It was going along smoothly. Then, you know, I, I just hate that, man, when, when that happens. KB says, uh, the Saints team in our doghouse right now, confidence wise, but can y'all see them going in on the playoff run like the Giants did on the Super Bowl run and the Seahawks did also before that talent there? Saints team is in our, in, a, in our doghouse. Yeah, confidence wise, KB, shout out to you. Anybody can get hot at the right time. The Saints get, if they can win against the Rams, get, listen. This is the, these uh, this game them beating the Giants was a game where like I said you can't take nothing away from them. The Giants were a hot team. They won three games in a row and were playing really good football coming in here. The Saints smacked them down. It wasn't even close. The Saints smacked this team down. They took the offense away from them, beat their quarterback up, you know, had them dropping passes, and then they were able to do a lot more. They were able to score and win convincingly. They smacked this team down. So it's the way they beat a team coming in on a three game winning streak. It wasn't like the Carolina where Carolina was struggling. And, you know, you beat a struggling team. Big whoop. They beat a team that was hot and beat them convincingly. Now, a true test happens. The true test is the Saints on a short week have to go to L.A. to take on the Rams. In SoFi Stadium is a tough place to play. They will have to travel out there on a short week and make it happen. They're not going to have all the the preparation they need for this, so a lot of stuff, like I said, in the, during the actual play-by-play area of the show, they're going to have to count on a lot of stuff from, you know, the prior week preparation going into the Rams game. They'll have a few things they get in the chat, but not a lot of preparation to get ready for the Rams. So it's going to be doubly difficult to win a Thursday game, but they're going to have to do it because they didn't afford themselves any more room. They lost all the games against the Green Bay, the Tampa Bay, lost to Atlanta. They lost to Minnesota. These are games that you were supposed to win that bite you in the back. Now you got to make sure you don't have you. There's no more room for error. You have to go in there. If you want to win and get into the playoffs, you got to beat the Rams. And then you get an extended period of time before you get ready to for Tampa. You got to travel out there. Then on top of that, you finally, on the, when a year turnover, you got Atlanta. We'll see what all that, all that other stuff will work itself out. But before us, we got the Rams, and that's going to be a difficult one on the short week. Ike Quaveda says DA was talking mad junk at the press conference about Carr. Yeah, he talking. Well, he he's going to take his opportunities to do that because Carr right now is winning. Carr did a, had a, one of his best games of the year, so he was talking that. But the reality is, Carr played a lot better, and it's the fact that people were saying the way they wasn't lying when they were saying he was playing garbage. Yeah, during the, you know early on, he was playing bad, real bad. Bad, you know, throwing throwing pick six, throwing interception, turning the ball over. That's that's no. You know, so he gonna over amp him when he wins and never criticize him when he loses. You're supposed to keep it real no matter where it goes. So if he does good this game, 
going to give him his credit. If he does bad next game, I'm going to tell him about it. So, but like I said, it really is on the running game. The Saints need to figure out a way to be a better running team. They really do. Because that's what's called upon. The Saints offense did a pretty good job of keeping people from knocking Carr on his ass today. So I got to give him credit for that. Offensive line needs to run block better. They, you know, maybe we just gave some more running to Elvin Kamari to bust it 100 uh, running the ball today. But at the end of the day, you know, it's still stuff that he has to improve in his game. And it's almost like a rookie, you know, how you see some of the stuff happens. Like today he was on. We need that against the Rams. You, you know, he didn't have much of a quarterback. He was competing the week before he was competing against a rookie. This game he was competing against a rookie. The third game against the Rams or the next game against the Rams, he got Stafford in front of him. He got a, a veteran quarterback that'll be going against the Saints, and he might have to compete with him to get the W. So it's positive, all positive. We got to keep it going. Derek Carr, these three games going to define your year, so let's see what you can do. Again, winning QB is going to play like Derek Carr or Derek Carbage, indeed. Thank you, Yoshi. He says, uh, okay, you gifted somebody a membership. Thank you, bro. I'm trying to say thank you. Thank you very much. me young me back to this world. All right, shout out to you. Ahmad says, uh, the D-line was active today. Man, if we can move Cam out of the lineup, we can have a rush consistently. Cam is dealing with that ankle issue, but to new Passio cut up the day, man. And Passio did a lot of his work inside. Like, he was operating as a D-tackle. You know, he was in there operating inside and was able to create uh, chaos and havoc. And that's where a lot of your pressure came from. If you look at, you've seen Zach Bond provide pressure. And then uh, the inside guy, Passio, cleaned him up. You've seen DeMario shoot inside there to knock around guys and do their thing. A lot of pressure came from inside. The Saints sent pressure inside on this young quarterback. He had nowhere to run. Brian Bercy got busy from inside. So, I mean, a lot of the action that rattled the quarterback was inside action inside from the defensive line. It's a positive. It's a positive as opposed to, and listen, they, they stopped them from running. They had 60 yards rushing today. The, the, the several prior games, the people had 200 yards, 90, 190 yards, you know, whatever. Today, the Saints defense kind of found itself. Perhaps it found itself. It only allowed 60 yards rushing and, and you got to pat them on their back. That was Saquon Barkley out there, you know, they turned him into, like I said, Charles Barkley trying to run the football out there. So, I mean, they did a phenomenal job today of minimizing a very good NFL running back and a hot team. They took it from them today. Shots out and kudos to the black and gold today, man. We 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 did that thing. They did a wonderful job today. All right. Happy birthday. Okay, Ro. Okay, shout out to my boy, uh, Ro, in the building, man. Happy who that birthday to you, bro. Saints gifted you with a win, bro. How about that? Two-game winning streak. And the Falcons gifted you with a, with a loss today. So that should be actually, actually doubly sweet. Corey said they need to be focusing on Rams right now on this short week. Can't come in unprepared. Exactly. Eternal, what's how you doing, brother? Said a win against the Rams will put us in prime position to make a run. Three-game winning streak. Two matchups against foes that we know. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers game will be the first, you know, after the Rams matchup. Does Rams are, I mean, not the Rams, uh, the, the after, well, yeah, after the Rams, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay going to be a tough matchup, man. That's going to be a tough matchup. We got to go there and take them on in their building. They're playing free. They're playing fast. They beat a Green Bay team that beat us. So, you know, they're playing really good football right now. And like I said, these are not unbeatable teams. None of these teams are juggernauts. That's the crazy part about it. And like I said, the Saints have it all in front of them. If they're really serious about doing it, this is the time. Ava says the most important is winning the last 
to win the division. So the mini buy after the Rams is good. Exactly. The mini buy, you know, you got the, the bad news. You got to take them on, on Thursday, but you get an extended week for the Buccaneers matchup, which will tell a lot. This will, this will tell a lot about what's going on because Atlanta might not even be there, man. We'll see how it all fakes uh, goals moving forward. But to lose to Carolina is a gut punch. No doubt about it. Messalanius Bell says definitely a must win. Bucks can't can lose to the Jags. Indeed. Yeah, a lot can happen in between here and now, you know. T-Mom says the Who That Nation has put the pressure on them to go. You know, yeah, you, the, the question was asked from one of the reporters and to um, passing you. And passing you say, oh, man, we don't too much, uh, you know, talk about the media and, the, and the, the family members. Oh, we don't too much, you know, be listening to you guys. Bullshit. But you better be listening. <laughs> you better be listening. Boy, you better be listening to what the hell we saying, man. And they ain't going to screw us all away. We don't listen to what you guys, I know you guys are good at what you do, but we don't pay bullshit. Bullshit say what? No, you going to listen. You going to be listening. You don't hear, you going to hear from the, you can't, you can't block them out. As a lot of people say, we don't listen. That just be bull crap, man. That's BS. You can't, you can't, if you operate, unless you're living in a cave somewhere, you only drive the practice with your ears stuffed with cotton. With no television, no nothing, and then you end up going back to your cave after you finish practice with no phones, no smartphones, no paper service, no none of that. You gonna hear what the people saying, bro. It's best that you listen to what the people say. But then again, some people can't do that because they can't, they can't, it can't, they their ego can't stand it. They got a lot of these people got frat, real fragile egos. And they 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 can't process what people are saying because not everybody's shooting venom at them. You know, a lot of people giving truth. They can't discern the difference. They call it noise. They can't then define what's constructive versus destructive because they got a lot of destructive commentary out there, you know, but if somebody telling you specifically what you're doing wrong and you can put the tape on and go and look at it and say, that man telling the truth, he ain't just spewing out venom. Nah, it's, that, that's, that's the people you need to listen to. It's a difference. All right. Ahmad says that's that born natural position. I hate that they're trying to move in the line back. That's over with, bro. That is over with. And like I said, I kind of talked about it during the game. We talked about Zach Bond. Uh, for four years, he's in the final year of his rookie contract. Zach Bowen, uh, they 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 did un you know they did very terrible decision making with the linebacker position. We lost we kind of let two really good linebackers leave the team. Eric Wilson, who we picked up from the Minnesota Vikings, he ended up going to the Packers off the practice squad because the Saints chose Zach Bowen over him. And then this year with Jalen Smith from the from the Cowboys, outball Zach Bowen everything. They, and they they picked Zach Bourne to be on the active roster over Jalen Smith and over Eric Wilson, who were both guys that ended up getting pilfered from practice squad, which was stupid decision making by a dumb coach. But in the end, the person the, it took one person to unseat Zach Bourne from the linebacker position. You know who it was? Nephi Sewell. How, what? But Nephi played well, but so did Jalen Smith and Eric Wilson. So, and then eventually when he had nowhere else to go with her, Zach Bowen, he decided to say, okay, well, we might as well use him as a pass rusher. And that was by default. See, that's supposed to be discovered early on. And that just goes to the thinking of how these people really be screwing up the thought processes on how these players are handled. Because now Bowen firing off the edges, that's something he should have been doing two to three years ago. But that's what I'm saying about them not seeing the whole picture. You would think they would know to do that. You know, you think they would know to do that, but it is what it is, you know? It's just what it is. Ocherimo says, uh, we're reclaiming our greatness in real time. Let's just, bro, I'm I'm really, I just want to see if they can reproduce some of the positive offense. Because really, let's be honest, the problem with this team is offense. The offense 
over the last several weeks prior to the two-game winning streak, the Saints offense, even in this game, in the first half, they were struggling to move the ball. Struggling against the Giants. Then ultimately, as the game went on, the Giants kind of started, the defense started deteriorating. The Saints made plays. They made catches. They were able to get touchdowns, and then everything fell apart because the Giants couldn't match the intensity. That's what I'm talking about. This, what if the D, you know, somebody, every game, I don't, you know, I would want my defense to show up against these next team, but what if the defense don't show up a half of one of these games? What the offense going to do? The offense at some point has got to take control over the team and be the power of the team. At some point, there's too many expensive players over there. You got a very expensive head a quarterback on top of the team. At some point, because the season got three games left, at some point during the year, it's not like Carr didn't play any games. He played almost all of these games. He played all, he started all these games. Even the games when he got knocked out of the next week, he was back there, back in there. So he started all these games. At some point, the offense has got to start taking command over the team and leading the team with the defense as the compliment at some point. Now, where that happened this year, I don't know. Because like I said, it's all about them being consistent. That's the biggest thing here. Will says, who, who you think we were going to, he said, who think we're going to win the Super Bowl press one? I don't, I don't see a Super Bowl here, bro. Cause I see, I'm going to be why I'm going to tell you why most people say, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't see a Super Bowl here. And I'm going to tell you why in order to get to the Super Bowl. The saints have to show, show certain, a certain set of skills that they have not shown consistently for the entire year for them to make it that far, because they're going to be playing teams that'll be exhibiting those qualities. Can they match that? That's the whole point. You know, you, you you beat a team that couldn't score. The defense slapped the Giants down. Saints offense scored, piled on. That's a wrap. Carolina was a team, couldn't do nothing. They was missing, dropping balls, overthrowing, incompletions, all that kind of stuff. But when you go into the playoffs, you playing the best of the best in that, in that, in, in your side of the division. These are the most complete teams in football. So their offense and defense and special teams is coming to play. What happens when the Saints reach reach a team like that? They they standing up before him, offense, defense, special teams, and they're playing consistent. They have the mentality, they have the scheme set up to play, and they know how to prepare, play, and they don't hurt themselves with pre snap penalties. Because a lot of that stuff in the playoffs goes down because the more disciplined teams are there in the playoffs. There's still penalties, mind you, but not nearly as many penalties, and then everything restricts and gets confined. In the playoffs, are the Saints ready for that? I, like I said, based on what I've seen up to this point, they are not. They still got some stuff they got to work on. They still got to be, you got to be able to run the ball effectively. The Saints done a decent job on running the ball, but at some point, they're going to have to get a lot better at running the ball in the playoffs. If they get to the playoffs, if they're fortunate to get to the playoffs. So like I said, there are some things that I I don't see enough of, even I'm I'm seeing it, but I'm not seeing it consistently enough for them to put it to game and it'd be a staple in the mindset and the game plan of the team from week to week. You get what I'm saying? It's not a staple in their offense, in their minds going forward is what I'm trying to say. It's still too much toxic-turviness going on. It's still too much up and down play. It's still too much shaking stuff. And even though it, they're winning right now against teams that don't completely have it together, that's still that thought, well, is can they consistently get this and it become a staple to the point where they utilize it to the point where they can drive it and dominate teams and move it forward. When they start showing the ability to know what they're doing and they're not turning the ball over with, the throws are being made on time, the defense is playing like they're playing today, then it'll everything will flip and churn. 
you know, that's a whole, and it become a whole nother thing, but I have yet to consistently see that. So I got to tell you, Ava says Bucks have J- Jacks next week. So they could play, they could play in favor too. Jacks will bring the wood and their fan will travel to Tampa Bay. Indeed. That's a good matchup of Florida squads because the Jacksonville Jaguars are a team in a playoff round. So, I mean, a lot can happen between now and then they could very well lose that game, but still in all, we have to win. We need, we have to win. And if they lose, fine, great. But we as a team, we got to keep winning. We got to keep winning. That's what it comes down to. All right. All right. Ultron says, Q, something clicked for Carr in the last game. Yeah. You mean in the, the today's game? Yeah. He, uh, like I said, certain things, and I said it during the game, certain things, watching all of this guy's plays and watching, rewatching the game, the all 22, it was certain aspects of Carr's game. In this game, especially in the second half, that looked different. Like, like I, I throw out one of the, the examples, one of the receipts is on the screen to Gamara toward the left, he pumped fake to the right and sold it. He looked right and sold it like he was going right. And then at the last moment, he tricked him and went back to Elvin Kamara to the left side to set up the screen for a positive play. That was good. Him standing, and he was still staring people down, but it just was the guys he was staring down with guys that were open. So it wasn't like he was, there was plays where he spanned the field, but there were plays and I was watching his eyes. I was watching him throw the ball. It was plays where he stared the guys down and delivered the ball to them. Like the pass when he had Rashid Shahid on the slant out, the slant uh, up and in across his face. He was able to, de- de- to make that pass. He was staring at Rashid Shahid the whole time. He looked at nobody. He snapped the ball and watched Rashid that whole way down there and just put it out front of him. So he, if you you can get away with staring down guys when you can make the throw. And besides, the Saints offensive line gave him time today to make throws. So he was comfortable. And in the pocket, he looked very comfortable in the pocket. He was only sacked one time. You know, he wasn't knocked down that much either. So the Saints offensive line did a really good job in protecting Carr where he can throw the ball down the field. And he did make some positive throws. He did have some throws that weren't on time, but they – for his subpar throws, there were guys making very good catches at the other end. So, A.T. Perry, Jawan Johnson, uh, Taysom Hill, Elvin Kamara, uh, Rashid Shahid, Keith Kirkwood, uh, those guys were out there. Jimmy Graham, they were out there making these catches to keep the offense alive. So, like I said, it was just a different world today for Carr. He was comfortable. They did a good job keeping him upright and giving him the protection. They gave him some time to throw the ball today. They really did. You know. All right. Anyway, Damon says, uh, "Q, no, it's it, no, it's always a team that uh, that catches fire around the time this time of year and a good run in the postseason. Can it be our Saints, big dog? It could be, bro. It's a possibility, bro. Like I said, none of these people in front of us are world beaters. These are all very beatable teams. The Rams are a beatable team. They're not the juggernaut they used to be. They be. They still have some very good players, but they're not the juggernaut they used to be." The Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a team that can lose to the Jags and we can do something with them. The uh, Atlanta Falcons is another team that is also a team that can lose. They lost to Carolina today. So all of these are winnable games that we can move forward and win. The bottom line is we just have to execute. That's what it comes down to. Being consistent and executing like we did today. We'll get the dub. We will win. We will win if we can do that, which we did today, and keep that and and just keep reproducing that and clone that. We will win these three games if we do what we did today. And if today is what we're building on, how they beat the Giants, running the ball, 
protecting the quarterback, guys throwing balls, and they catch him with the, the, the you know, car putting the ball out there. Guys are making the catches, keeping offensive line, defense playing out of, the, out of their mind, special teams doing their thing. We could win the next three games if the Saints do what they did in the Giants game against the Rams, against the Bucks and the Falcons. Hell yeah, the Saints can make the playoffs. Now, that's a whole another world when you start talking about the Super Bowl. So, I mean, we in that thing, man. If they can keep doing it, it is what it is. You know, we got to keep doing it. Right now, the Pelicans hammering the hell out the ja- the, the Spurs. 91-69 right now. Pelicans, Brandon Ingram got 26 points in the matchup. I'm monitoring that as I'm talking to you guys. So, the Pels are playing right now and beating the brakes off the San Antonio Spurs right now. Shout out to Tasha and Big Sean. I know they up in there watching that. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. Much love to the fam, man. And listen, man, it's, it's, it was a good game. Saints, this is what it comes down to, family. Currently, the Saints are on a two-game winning streak, Carolina and the Giants, who are on a three-game winning streak. They beat them, stopped them, beat them convincingly, 24-6. to six. They move on on a short week against the Rams. Uh, so they'll have to kind of keep that momentum and that intensity going against the Rams. They get an extended break after the Rams matchup to get ready for Tampa Bay. But everything is before them, and they can do it if they can reproduce what they did today. And just build on today's game and mimic a lot of the actions from today and proved upon them, they could get to the playoffs. They really can. All right. So, anyway, with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Listen, I like to thank everybody, all the family members, for chiming in on this episode of the show. Big ups to all y'all, man. Thank y'all for all that you do, man. I thank y'all for spending time here with Tacoma. We'll be back uh, Monday with another recap of what's happening with the with with uh, with the Saints. We'll talk about it. We'll have some more breakdowns and all this kind of stuff. Be looking out our Patreon family. Be looking out for some old videos, some no film breakdown from this game. And I've, I thought I posted the previous one. I'm going to be putting that one up soon. So we'll have two big hour and 20 something minutes each of the film. So it'd be like three hours worth of a film breakdown on our Patreon channel for our family members. So we're going to, I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a wonderful rest of y'all day in this joint. Much love and who that's you. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like prison, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm, I'm a who that. that. <laughs> Lose or winning, I'm, I'm a who that. that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like prison, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. Like this and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that.